Before I get the episode started, I wanted to tell you about a CBD company called Alamo Remedy. I know there's a lot of CBD companies out there, but Alamo Remedy is for Texans, by Texans, and built in Texas. Alamo Remedy has one mission. Your wellness shouldn't break the bank. That's why they price all their products at just $17.99, so everybody can afford them, and you get the best quality CBD products available. It doesn't matter whether you get the CBD gummies, uh, the cucumber melon scented lotion, the capsules or the tincture, every product features 250 milligrams of CBD and costs only $17.99. That's almost half off compared to other national brands. All their products are third-party tested, uh, THC-free, so you don't have to worry about failing a drug test. Uh, all the products also contain zero toxins, zero animal testing, zero contaminants, uh, basically zero BS. Head over to alamoremedy.com. That's alamoremedy.com. And use promo code COFFEEBUZZ at checkout to get an additional 10% off all products, plus free shipping on orders over $49. I'm looking forward to those CBD gummies right before bedtime. Got my order in, so should you. Just remember to use the promo code COFFEEBUZZ at alamoremedy.com. Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. I'm Brad. Thank you so much for listening today. It really means a lot. I really appreciate it. I uh, got some Bartlett's coffee, courtesy of my brother-in-law, Gabe. He uh, he dropped off this bag of beans, and it's really good coffee. In fact, when I sent him the thank you text, I said it was superb. That's the word I used. It's strong, but not bitter. You know, it's got like these uh, bright flavors, but not like with uh, artificial, the artificial stuff. On the label it says cacao, cherry, and tart fruit. And what's cool about this is I would not have picked this out for myself. You know, I usually shy away from anything that has flavor enhancements, but this coffee is different. You know, it, uh, I've had some that they would say hazelnut and you'd make it and you could right away tell that there were some artificial flavorings going on. But, uh, this one you can immediately doesn't have any of that. You know, it's all natural and I don't have any way of confirming this. <laughs> it's just my armchair quarterback review here, but, uh, this one is, uh, is really good. That's, it made me think this is one of the things that I, I love about a gift is that I wouldn't have chosen the Ethiopian blend, but uh, but I like it. it the, the roast on these beans is spot on. You know, I can tell this is a small batch roaster that pays attention to their beans and knows what's going on. So thank you, Gabe. I will link Bartlett's website in the show notes if anyone wants to, to order up some of these beans. Maybe we could uh, do like a, a virtual taste test. Yeah, I got a voicemail this week. It's a 
probably the, my first one, I think. I put the question out there in the last episode of uh, what's something you see that snaps you into the present moment? And uh, my good friend Ryan, he had this to say. Um, I think that is typically my kids um, because I realize that I'm only going to have so much time with them. Um, they'll eventually grow up and move away and that I need to live in the moment with them and enjoy the time I have. So I try to be mindful of that. Yeah, it's crazy that he left me that that message um, because it has been a roller coaster week for me. A couple of weeks, I guess. Molly the Collie has some heart issues. And I know everyone says this about their dog, but she really is the best dog ever. Um, you know, her and I have clocked some serious miles here in Central Texas. And from the minute we met, it's like we're kindred spirits. I got her because Kim's friend Margot was trying to rehome Molly for her niece. So just imagine this. Her 20-something-year-old niece gets this two-year-old Border Collie Australian Shepherd mix. And she lived in a one-bedroom apartment. Right off the bat, that's a bad combination. <laughs> um, so Molly started destroying her apartment, you know, tearing at the walls, eating the baseboards, all kinds of destruction, because she was bored out of her mind. And Margot knew I liked to run, so she asked if I'd try her out for a while. And it turned into where we are now, 11 years later. And I've actually seen that look on her face when it's been too long since her last walk. You know, she'll come up to me and start this uh, growl talking technique that she does. It basically translates into, if you don't get me outside for a run, I'm going to do something. <laughs> and I don't know, you know, ever since we met, we've been best friends. And looking back over all those years, all that time, you know, she's seen me go through massive changes. Probably totally unaware, but you never know, right? But she was in bad shape last week, you know, coughing, uh, breathing heavy. And, you know, they tell me it's one of those things that we can medicate her for, but she's not really in any pain. But they do kind of imply that this is most likely the beginning of the end. And I knew I would have to face this day, you know, eventually. Um, but I just, I never knew how bad it would hurt. It was like a gut punch to the heart because she's always been so strong. You know, I could get up at three in the morning and if she hears me put on socks, she is ready to go running. Uh, there's never been a moment of hesitation with her when it comes to getting out there and, you know, just taking charge. But this just all at once happened. You know, but we do have her on some meds and she's up more now. She's, you know, uh, in a better mood. You know, we're not running cedar breaks anymore. We're not going out to the trails, but that's okay. You know, I'm just, I'm happy to be with her for as long as humanly possible, humanely possible, I should say. Um, but it really shook me, you know, um, got me to thinking about 
this author, Don Miguel Ruiz, and his Four Agreements. And he talks about how death is a teacher. Uh, it's a demanding teacher. And in response to death's message, we can shut down and become hardened, or we can open up and, and just become more free. If you think about it, you know, the teacher death met with us the minute we were born. And it's been by our side every moment of our life. And our challenge is how to deal with it, because it is never a good plan to struggle against it or deny it, right? The more we struggle against death, the more resentment that we're going to have for it, and the more we suffer. We take a painful situation and add a whole new layer of pain to it through that resistance. Kim brought up an interesting point that I had not considered. Um, before Molly, I hadn't had a dog since I was a kid. It was a golden retriever named Nugget. He would have been great friends with Molly. But he did not live as long as, uh, as she will. Because this is before the days of flea and tick and heart guard prevention with annual visits to the vet. No, this was rural Arkansas, survival of the fittest, and uh, the dogs couldn't even come into the house back then. Uh, I didn't have a leash. Uh, I would just take off on my bike, and Nugget would just follow me. Some psychopath in the neighborhood was poisoning dogs that would just wander onto his property. And again, you might think that's crazy, but we're talking backwoods hillbilly country here. And you can tell where this story is heading, so I'm, I'm going to just make it quick. I, uh, I had to bury my dog. I was like 11 years old, I think. And it's a blur on the details, but I distinctly remember having to bury Nugget. And subconsciously, it stuck with me. You know, it's, it's been buried deep. And I haven't thought about that story in I don't know how many years. So. You know, Molly is bringing up these these emotions for me, which I could shy away from. You know, I could uh, get distracted and, and not think about it. But what I think I probably should do is just go where I haven't before. And, you know, when it hit me, when I realized that this condition she has is treatable, but that I'm not going to have that much time with her. I've been more attentive, more involved. Uh, I talk to her more. And I need to look at everyone I love this way. You know, because at some point, we all leave this earth body and transcend into wherever it is that souls go. I mean, it really shrinks petty grievances when you look at the people you love with the eyes that say, one day I'll have to leave you for a while, but for right now I am here with you. It makes me question why we take things for granted anyway. And that, at least for me, that seems to be a natural tendency to, that I have. I have to watch out for that. Um, but we are so fortunate, you know? We're way more fortunate than we give ourselves credit for. I think we could all learn to be more appreciative and grateful for everything we have. And if we just stopped for a moment and looked around us, we would find endless things to be grateful for. 
And since this, you know, whole experience with her, it's, uh, I can feel a difference in my mood. You know, I feel, I feel lighter. And that's because gratitude, it unlocks the fullness of life. You know, it turns what, it turns what we have into enough. And it turns denial into acceptance, chaos into order. Gratitude makes sense of our past. You know, contemplating death is, is not an easy practice. You know, it evokes all kinds of emotions like I was talking about earlier with Nugget. And some aren't so pretty or good to deal with, right? <laughs> but, I mean, how poignant is it to reflect on life's fleeting quality? I mean, it's just a glimpse. And how we think about death matters. It affects how we live our life and how we relate to other people. When I think about all the crazy stuff going on, I think despite all that, love is everywhere. You know, there's, there's more helpers than bad guys. And it's the only reason, it's the only reason we've lasted this long as humans. It's because most of us are sensible people that want to help the human race in our own small way. Letting death be our teacher making us aware of what really matters is one of the best ways to be truly alive. Thank you so much for listening. I will include links in the show notes. So, so many links, including the episode Ryan and I did back in 2018 or 19. It was back when the White House wasn't trying to dismantle the Postal Service. It was a, an era of innocence. I'll also include my latest playlist, My Strange Summer. I think it's uh, really hitting its stride right about now. I just keep adding songs like a message in a Spotify bottle for someone to hear. Special thanks to Gabe for the coffee. Check out Bartlett's Coffee if you can, if you're here in Austin. And my website for all the past episodes, thecoffeebuzzpodcast.com. Thank you once again for listening, and I will talk to you next time.